Welcome back to another episode of the ABCs to Becoming a Highly Sought After Candidate. Today, I get to interview Sophia Jacob. She's the president of Sophia J Events, an award-winning experienced and event planner, a marketing strategist with specialties in fundraising for nonprofit organizations and brand promotion for small businesses, and the Canadian Women of Color Leadership Network, also known as CWCLN, which is led by women of color who want to see more women of color and non-binary people reflected in leadership roles, including board of director positions and C-suite positions. CWCLN is focused on mentorship, leadership development, wellness, postgraduate programs and training, and along with their programs, they've held anti-racism, anti-oppression workshops and webinars. Fun fact about Sophia, she loves music. So turn on some good music and in no time you'll see her dancing to the tunes. So welcome Sophia, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I appreciate being here. Wonderful. One of the biggest things that we touched on when I first met you is I asked, hey, as a woman of color, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome as you were navigating your career, building up your business, or maybe expanding some of these networks? And I remember you mentioning, you know what, when you don't have a university degree, and you're a single mom at 18. There's a lot of people out there that make you feel small, and you encounter a lot of stigma. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about just uh, your experience with that and how you've overcome that. It can be challenging. Like I mentioned before, I was a mom at 18. And so, you know, you kind of have to grow up fast with that. It, it's, you know, it's an experience in and of itself. Um, it's, it's rewarding and challenging. And so becoming a mother at an early age, you have to learn things a lot quicker. Um, some of the opportunities aren't there because in my case, I had to go and work right away to be able to provide for my son. And so that also makes you grow up. There's there's a stigma sometimes um, on young mothers, which, you know, it, it, it's troubling. I know sometimes people don't have an understanding because they think there's a process to growing up. You're a young girl, you become a teenager, you're a young woman, you get married, and then you have a family. But that's not how the process works for, you know, it, it's not realistic. It really isn't realistic. And so when when people see you jump the the process, they want to know why you did why you jump the process, particularly if you're a, a young racialized woman. You know, they they're like, well, there's already something against you. Why did you jump the process? It would have been easier. And so again, you know, the challenges were there. So and, and particularly when I had my son, there the obstacles that I see that are happening now and the challenges that I see happening now, my experience was more difficult. I see opportunities right now that were not there for me then. Uh, it, the internet and the way social media is going and having these social media stay-at-home jobs, it wasn't an opportunity. You had to go out and look work. Even though it was in the mid-90s, you still had to go out and look work. It, there was no such thing as social media manager. There, there was none of that. Do you, you know what I mean? And so, um, and you couldn't really work remotely unless you really had those funds to carry you through the way, the way it is now, this remote working. You didn't have that opportunity to do that. And so um, there was those challenges, you know, and, you know, you just take it as it comes and you're able to kind of fight through and hustle back. And I think me being able to do what I had to do 
to raise my son made me stronger in those ways because there was growing up to be done. There was work to be done. There was an income to be made. There was a roof to put over his head. And so those were the things who made me who I am today to be able to have that survival skill. My hat's off to you um, because like you said, it was such a different world back then Mm -hmm. um, and and remote work was a foreign concept for most companies, if anything, right? That's right. And um, one of the things that I admire most about you is you've said in the past, hey, I noticed that not very many people will open the doors for me. So I decided to open my own door and pave my own path. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Had to do that, had to do that um, uh, different times in my life, um, particularly when, you know, there was a time there was, um, there were seeming to be a shortage of work and there were, there was possible layoffs. And so, you know, I said, nobody knows me outside of the experience I'm having now. Nobody knows me outside of this one avenue. I need to be able to create a path where more people know me in my passion which is, you know, event planning and, you know, helping to build capacity for nonprofit organizations and fundraising and those type of experiences that, you know, when when you're having a good time, it feels good for the soul. And so as an event planner, you feel good. And so me bringing that great feeling to people is what I loved in my passion. And I said, I want to be able to bring that to people, but people don't know me outside of this other avenue. And so I said, how am I going to start creating um, this, this experience, this, uh, to know who Sophia Jacob is. And so I said, you know, I need to do this quickly, but I need to do it through my passion. And so I started to do networking events. And so again, being an event planner, you start hosting these networking events. It started off, uh, by building black Ottawa business network, which is, um, you know, for nonprofit uh, organizations, business entrepreneurs, and business professionals to come together and just get to know each other, and you know to grow, thrive, and maybe build other partnerships outside of getting to know each other in that event. And so that continued, and then I built uh, the Ottawa Opportunities Network, which is a morning breakfast um, each month with a different topic from a nonprofit. So I would invite in a nonprofit organization to speak about what was going on in their organization. And then business owners uh, and entrepreneurs would come and listen to this nonprofit and hopefully be able to associate themselves in some way with that nonprofit organization. And so from there on, I built the umbrella is Sophia J Events, which houses these different um, things that I'm doing. And so as time went on, I started to look out there and I just wasn't seeing myself reflected too much anywhere. Where were these other great women of color who are successful? You know, not to say that I didn't have my mentors, which is the women in my family, my foundation builders, but other women of color experiencing those different successes that we would like to see, those challenges and those dynamic, those dynamic things happening. Where were they? I just was not seeing them. And so was born uh, Canadian Women of Color Leadership Network. And so, you know, from there, I just started to build on the thoughts of making sure that we want to see women of color reflected out there in different stages. You could be in grassroots, but, you know, your leadership and what does leadership look like to you? We want to know so we can help you grow in that capacity. 
Um, if you're a professional and you want to stay either where you are and there's no problem with that, or you want to be the president of that company or build your own, we want to know what your experience is like and be able to help you get there and even come back and share that and give that to another, another woman of color uh, within the organization or bring somebody with you. It's, it's those experiences that we want to see uh, women of color be able to come, you know, to their full selves and, and be able to be a mentor to another sponsor another you know it's it's important you know in having conversations about this because you know even though we 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 bring about these organizations we're still learning too and so you know having these conversations with uh, other women of color and other leaders and just wherever you are you know in 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 your in your walk and in your journey you know learning more about sponsorship and and opening those doors for other you know other women of color it's important to do that you know you don't get the opportunity very often and when you are a leader in that capacity i think it's so important to be somebody's sponsor because you yourself know, knowing and being in that room you don't see yourself reflected why aren't you pulling up another to ensure that when you leave that space in whatever capacity you're going to move on to or if you're you're coming out of the business that somebody who looks like you is being your successor why not I so appreciate that you're building others up because yeah. like you said, um, there's a lot of learnings that you would uh, like acquire as a leader and as a business owner, right? Like, can you imagine if like over like the last few years, you can put all the knowledge that you've gained and, and pass it forward to the next individual and just say, hey, like, you know what? These are some of the learnings that I've had. Feel free to take it or leave it. If you take it, you might actually like... Um, uh, expedite your learning curve, right? Like, so that you can overcome that faster, right? And, and, and again, bring someone else forward, right? And what would you see as like one of the most difficult aspects of building these networks and maintaining these networks so that what your vision for originally is not ultimately clouded? I would say trust and integrity. They're huge. They're huge in building these networks. People want to know that you know your organization can be trusted. Now, whether they have doubt or they have an issue with you, you know what I mean. I always welcome people to come to me and say, "Sophia, you know, I don't see this, or we don't, you know, we haven't experienced this." I want to know that so I can say, "Okay, this is an area we need to improve and work on," because nobody's perfect. Perfection does not exist. And if you're going to go to an organization expecting perfection, then don't go. You're not going to get it. You're not going to feel satisfied. Go with knowing that as you are learning, they are learning too. And if you can bring them some knowledge, that's great because it's bettering that organization. It's also bettering yourself. That knowledge exchange is huge. It is huge. And if you can't share knowledge and exchange it and share it within a loving context, then it doesn't make any sense to go. You're just going to be aggravated and upset. And why go in that capacity? Why go in a confrontational way? They're not doing this and they're not doing that and they need to correct this and they need to correct that. If you go in that capacity, then they are not learning. The automatic response is to defend themselves. It's not to correct and learn and grow. And that's what you want from each other. So that experience needs to be there as well. Integrity, trust, 
if if you're if there is that correction that needs to be made, make it in love and continue and move past it. Ensure that you're going to move past that because those mistakes, if you'll call them, are learning opportunities. A lot of people have started networks, but then um, not all of them are successful, right? It, it can be quite crowded, right? But what would you say is your biggest differentiator based on the networks that you successfully built? Um, it, my thing, my whole thing is really to build relationships. It is my driving force. Uh, one of my driving forces, I want to be able to build relationships with other women of color for myself and for each other, for those people to connect in a way where they can, again, share the knowledge, succeed and grow and thrive. That is my biggest thing. I think with those relationships, you will grow. You'll continue to grow. You'll continue to learn. Without it, I don't think we can succeed. And so if people aren't out there, going out there, wanting to ensure that they're building relationships as they go, I don't know how you're going to be able to survive, whether it be in a business capacity or to actually build and grow friendships. You need to build relationships to build capacity, to have new partnerships, to see your company grow to the next level. Without it, you're, who knows you? You're going to stay in that one silo. You're going to stay by yourself. And so if there's any issues that people are having out there, I would say they're not looking to build relationships. They just want to grow an income and earn an income and make sure that they, they reach the next increment of in, uh, income in their business. They're not actually going out there with the in, intent of being a relationship builder. Being a relationship builder is, what, is one of the things that can bring you no wrong in my eyes. Because you're building relationships, which, which organically will build you what you want to see in your business, capacity building, um, new friendships, new partnerships, and the income that you want to see. It's through building those relationships. And it's being able to be that person to be able to bring those people together in the network. So I think when you come to the network, you'll be able to have those relationships built. You know, Sophia, do you know somebody who is great in finances? I actually do. I can put you onto that person. And so I've just solved a problem for you. And so once your problem's been solved, you know that there's a trust that can be built there. I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to send you anybody who I haven't worked with. That is one of the things, or I'll at least tell you, you know, I haven't worked with that person, but I heard they've done great things. So this is where people start to trust you. And this is how they know that when they come to the network, that, you know, one of the things is relationships can be built there. And relationship building in itself is already a difficult process. But what does it look like to now maintain the relationship without uh, constantly having to be like, hey, like every week, let's, let's grab a coffee every week, right? And I'm sure like there will be like different contexts where that would make sense. But how have you successfully maintained the relationships that you've worked so hard to build up? Follow-ups and just organic conversations, whether it be a phone call to say hi, a Zoom chat. Um, I think continuously reaching out um, is an opportunity for you to say, hey, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm still here. 
this is what I'm up to. Sometimes you won't talk to people for months, particularly now we are in this pandemic. Um, you haven't seen somebody, you haven't spoken to somebody, but they know what they've experienced with you. That is who they know. That is who they trust. That's the relationship they've had. They know they can come back. And then we normally what happens is we go right back in step. If I haven't seen you for maybe six months, a year, two years, I haven't talked to you. What they know and if they like their experience with you, you're right back in step with them. So it's it's the way the relationship was built and what they know of you to be a person of integrity, honest, trustworthy, you know, because if they didn't have that experience, they probably wouldn't come back. Even when you were having conversations on a regular basis, they probably wouldn't return or they would leave that relationship to slowly fade away. So the return, you know, you've given somebody that experience that, you know, they know, like, and trust. Through our conversation so far, I hear a lot about that connecting piece. Because like the premise of this podcast focuses on three pillars, authenticity, branding, and connecting, right? Mm -hmm. We've touched a lot about on that connecting piece. So let's switch gears a little bit to that branding piece, because you have that initial goal of saying, hey, I want everyone to know and think of it, me as Sophia, the event planner, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, what was the initial process of building that brand? Like what, what, that, what did that even look like? And what was the most challenging part of building up that brand? Building up the brand of who Sophia is. Um, I'll say, you know, I had to know what I wanted to see out there in the world. And I wanted to know, you know, because I come from a foundation of people who will connect each other and we, I have, I, I'm from a big family. I think it's like that big family feeling. So the brand would be the big family feeling. There's a joy coming to a big family, sharing and caring and loving one another and just knowing that there is love and trust there. And so I want to be able to have people to know that part of me. I also want people to know that I have my strong suit on. You know, I have my armor on. And so there's days that, you know, when you're going forward, you need people to know, you know, there's a strong suit of armor there at times. You have to be tough in the space because people want to take advantage. And I don't want people to take advantage in any way. So I have to have my strong suit of armor on. Maybe you've met me in that capacity and you're like, whoa, that's a little, but I want it. I want people to know that. There's been many things that have happened that you have to have your strong suit of armor on, particularly BIPOC. The BIPOC community has their strong suit of armor on. Not to say I'm a superwoman, because I do have my weaknesses. I do have my own traumas. I do have my own, you know what I mean? There's been times that, you know, you've been down and whatnot, but you, you know, in those times of weakness, I don't want people to try to take advantage either. Right. So I have to have my strong suit of armor on. So, you know, people, you meet you at different times, but the brand is the experience of having that big family feeling. Like I said, the no like, and trust there's love there, you know? And so that's the brand of who I am. And so I want to be able to bring that experience to everything that I'm working on. And so bringing people together is just, again, the brand. And when it comes to that strong suit of armor, I'd like to touch on that a little bit more, 
because recently overcoming um, just loss in my life, I learned that there is a difference between drawing boundaries mm -hmm. to help with that suit of armor mm -hmm. versus putting walls up where people can't even come in and uh, you can't build that connection. So for yourself, like what did building up that strong suit of armor look like? And how do you still let people in, but say, hey, like, you know what? Don't mess around with me, right? Exactly. It took a lot. I, I can tell you, I still have my challenges like everybody, um, you know, but I went through a, a lot of different things. Again, becoming a young mom, you have that stigma. You have those biases. Being a racialized Black woman, you have those stigmas. You have those biases. You have those microaggressions. And you have to learn within yourself to deal with those traumas right? You go through them, you have these experiences, they're maybe more intense than others, but that strong suit of armor is built by those experiences. And so as you get older in your life, and as you learn, this is how what happened last time, and I see the cycle coming back, I know how to deal with it this time. And that's where people will know and experience the first time, this is how we were able to target the second time she knows that, oh, we tried and it didn't succeed because I learned the first time you learned what happened through that traumatic experience or that, 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 that opportunistic way that people sometimes will come at you. They can't do it again the second time. And so that strong suit of armor tells people I've learned from that past experience. And now I know better. I'm still the loving and caring person, but you cannot take that wall down that that I've put there to ensure that I'm protecting my peace. Must protect your peace. We'll all go through traumatic experiences. We'll all go through challenging times, but there's the next piece, the next season, and people will notice and see that. And they'll, they'll eventually see the growth in you. They'll see that, oh, wow, she's a different person now because of what, what happened maybe four or five, whatever time years ago. So becoming a mom at a young age was an experience for me. I had my challenging times. I had my low times. I've had my high times. And we came up together. And I'm here now. And my son is now 27 years old. Right? And I'm a mom who's doing new things and different things. All the stuff that maybe that I wanted to do, maybe I'm able to do it now. It's just that I didn't have time then. But again, I came up and I built up my strong suit of armor. So those other challenges that came before, and it seemed like it was a defeat. It was, it was a learning opportunity for me to make sure that my suit of armor is on. There's, there's still the loving person because you can still come and meet me and talk with me, but they know they can't come in to that space to do that traumatic, whatever it is again. And people will see that growth. It's growth is what mm -hmm. it is. It's growth. And honestly, it takes a lot of courage to face all that trauma, the hurt, the feelings, right? That it's it's so much easier to just be like, I'm going to sweep this under the rug and like uh, have it explode a few years down the road versus tackling it head on. Yes. And so in facing those difficult moments and facing the stigma, what would you say has allowed you to stay authentic to you versus changing who you are so that you can appease everyone else? Um, definitely my foundation, how I was raised. Um, again, back to the experiences I've had. My foundation is everything. A lot of my foundation is faith 
and trusting and knowing that I have some, you know, that I believe in something and that brings me my, you know, my peace, my serenity. I go back to that a lot. I revert to that a lot. Um, inherently my family is, you know, a, a faith-based family. And so we, that is, you know, our, our peace, our space. And so that's what brings me that serenity to be able to come back to that. It's, it's faith. Um, and as we slowly wrap up our conversation, um, what would you say is the common piece of advice that you've pulled from your network that you can then pass along to other individuals of color, whether they're in business, a professional, whatever, it's pretty broad. So you can take it any direction that you want in terms of the advice that has really resonated with you and that you'd like to pass on. Do not leave your sister behind. Don't do it. You leaving your you're leaving somebody who could have had an opportunity that you saw that you could have helped bring them into that space. Never leave any sister behind. Women of color already have multitudes of challenges already that is coming against them. If you know that you're in a space where you can give another sister an opportunity to shine, allow yourself to bring her into that space and do it and do it in any opportunity that you can. So leave nobody behind. Never have the opportunity to leave anybody behind. Bringing your sisters up is one of the main things I wanna always do and achieve in the network is to make sure that women of color have the successes that they would like, whatever capacity it is, whatever business, whatever, wherever you wanna go. But I do not wanna leave you behind. I wanna find a way to ensure that you come into the space or you move up and succeed. So pulling people into the space is important. Absolutely. Thank you for creating that space, especially during the pandemic. Um, it, it's been even more difficult, right? And, and although we have social media in our hands and everything, um, I, I did want to ask you, like, how have you had to pivot during the pandemic so that you can continue to really um, ensure that your business um, is continuing to thrive and, and your networks are continuing to be built? It's the online. So, of course, everybody was looking, you know, I, I'm I'm online. I, I'm not not online, but you know, again, just being here more often has been like, whoa. You know, there's days. You know, it's a lot, and so I try to take it in stride, knowing that we'll come together again one day. You know, because networking, there's nothing more buzzy or buzzable. I'll say when you're in a room and that energy's going on, when um, you're face to face, it's not the same here online you can feel that inspirational feeling you get but it's not the same when you're actually physically there in 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 the room and so trying to bring that here online has been difficult but we've been able to achieve it um learning to make sure that all of our trainings all of our seminars and having these different conversations and bringing them here to the platform um you know we just do it in that capacity, knowing that one day we'll be back together, but majority of it is going to be here um, uh, virtually. And just, you know, making sure that we, we, we're not coming off of our path. We just revert everything to a virtual space instead of being, being together. And so, you know, we want to make sure that this is going not, you know, just in the local space, it's going to be coast to coast to coast across Canada. And so building that is going to take time. And, you know, we're doing it organically and authentically. We're not rushing to do anything because it takes time to go from one end to the other. 
And so we're trying to do that in an organic way, but uh, yeah, but we're happy that we can still connect. And so we're just building our capacity there. I'm glad you were able to pivot quickly and continue to expand your capacity in that sense. And um, patience is one of the hardest things I've learned to slowly master. Have not, not even close right now, I'd say. Oh, I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah. But understanding that you're playing the long game so you can yeah. continue to build your network across Canada. Uh, what's one piece of advice that you've kind of uh, adopted to help you develop that patience as you play the long game? Just, you know, waiting on the right time. Time. Sometimes you want to rush things and it, it's just not going to happen. So I always tell myself now, you know, it's not probably not the right time for maybe the other person or the organization or the company, but when it is to happen, it'll fall into place. Whether we come back around and we meet each other, maybe six months, a year, five years, it'll organically bring us back to a space where, oh, it's now time to get together and move forward. So, you know, just waiting and trusting. Love it. Yeah. I so appreciate you, the things that you're doing for a woman of color and people of color, I should say. Yeah and making the time to chat with me today. So now I want to turn it back to you. Like what, what's one thing you're most excited about over the next couple of months and how can people stay connected with you? So we are in the process of bringing on other women of color to do different workshops. We are building our leadership program. We're building our mentorship program. Um, we are having a online workshop coming up in the next few weeks, and it is around being in the digital space in the digital era and, you know, learning tips and tools to grow your business online. Um, there's that. We do have things coming up like um, estate planning. And again, we've had our financial seminars, but we're coming right back with more financial learning. Um, and just, you know, continuing to reach out across the country to other um, women of color to say, hey, we're here, you know, um, through wellness, through leadership, through mentorship, um, capacity, partnerships, resources, you know, learning and knowledge. Um, come say hi to us. We are on all platforms. Um, we're on LinkedIn. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we just downloaded a couple of other YouTubes. So we're here, we're building and we're growing. We're, we're maybe a little more new in the game. We did, we, we founded, I founded the organization in 2018. And so, you know, the, there's been growth over this past year. Um, um, I've had a couple of new hires and I'm also bringing on other directors. And so there's just things happening, you know, over time. And as we grow, it's, uh, it's um, rewarding, really rewarding to get to learn and know uh, what everybody else is doing out there. And they get to know what we're doing uh, over here. And it's just been, you know, a true treasure. Amazing. And I'll definitely link your social media um, handle uh, in the description of uh, the podcast and uh, when I do post it on LinkedIn. So again, I just want to say thank you so much to yourself and uh, to everyone else who continues to tune in and, and hear these different stories. Um, I so appreciate uh, your support. Uh, Till next time, stay safe.